Hello, and welcome to Love as a Business Strategy, a podcast that brings humanity to the workplace. We're here to talk about business, but we want to tackle topics that most business leaders shy away from. We believe that humanity and love should be at the center of every successful business. I'm your host, Jeff Ma. I'm a director at Softway, an agency based out of Houston, Texas, that specializes in digital transformation, culture, and branding. In each episode, we like to dive into one element of business or strategy and test our theory of love against it. Today's topic is going to be mentorship. And I'll be honest, this topic caught me a little off guard. Um, In prepping for this episode, I realized that I personally don't really give enough thought to mentorship. Um, The mentors and mentees in my life, they're not part of my regular thought process. And I could be missing out on some real opportunities here. And so I decided to invite a wide range of perspectives to help me talk through this today. And I started with someone who I consider a close personal mentor, and that is president and CEO of Softway, Mohammed Anwar. Hello, Mo. Hey, Jeff. And I'd like to welcome a first-timer to the show, an associate director and market development manager at Softway, a very good friend of mine as well, Miss Ashley Vega. Hey, Ashley. Hello. And I love every episode that I get to do with her, a familiar face, our producer, executive producer is what we call her lovingly, um, and a project manager at Softway, Miss Maggie McClurkin. Welcome back, Maggie. Thank you. Hello. So you guys know the drill, icebreakers first, and I will jump at Mo right away because I know how nervous he gets about these <laughs> So Mo, would you rather live where it only snows or the temperature never falls below 100 degrees? Say that again? Aren't would you rather live somewhere really cold or somewhere really hot? I would prefer to live uh, somewhere where it's hot, not cold. I would not be able to survive in the wintertime. I was born in the desert, the Arabian desert, and I have since lev- loved warm weather. What do you keep your thermostat at at home? 73 degrees. 73 Fahrenheit. That's cool. Yes. That's actually very cold. Okay. <laughs> I, be- I veto that. I. I'll live on the other side of the world from you, Muhammad, in the cold. Really? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I feel like you can always put more layers on, and there's only so many you can take off. In in Ashley's world, one half of it is hot and the other half is cold. That's correct, Um, yes. (laughs) I I don't know why she has to be on the other side of the world to get that. but um, She meant the other side of the Arabian desert, I think. Got it, got it. Uh, Yeah, something like that. (laughs) Ashley, your turn. Okay. If you could change places with anyone in the world, who would it be and why? Change places like body swap or like physical location? What are we talking about here? A question for a question. We already know it won't be Muhammad because he'll be in a hot place. (laughs) Yeah, let's just say let's just say body swap or, you know, take over their life. I don't know. What what would you like? Yeah. Freaky Friday. Um top of my head i feel like i want to go be the queen i want to know what that's like Mm. just there's there's so many things i watch the crown big fan yeah the queen of england nice that was a good one even though she's pretty she's kind of old but it's okay it's i'm gonna say it's temporary swap right we'll assume you can swap back at any time (laughs) cool cool (laughs) maggie what fictional world or place would you like to visit Easy Hogwarts, yes, and that's that. You know, that's, it. That's, that's the whole show. Got nothing else to say. <laughs> so, so I brought you three together 
for a very strategic kind of with a very strategic kind of mindset and bear with me here. So uh, Mohammed, obviously your uh, CEO, president of Softway and a mentor to many in my mind, I know to me, but I treat you as kind of like this mentor figure for a lot of people. And I know one of those people is Ashley. And I know Ashley as someone that I also consider as like this, she's a daisy chain of mentorship downwards for many other people. Many other people look up to Ashley as a great and important mentor. And one of those people, when she started her career here was Maggie. And so I, I thought it'd be interesting to bring this kind of this kind of Russian nesting doll of mentorship together here <laughs> today. But I think, um, you know, when we start diving into this, I think there's more to it than first meets the eye, right? It's not just this one-to-one -one kind of relationship. And that's what I really want to talk about today. And um, Ashley, I want to start with you as the guest here. I want to know, like, what does mentorship, just the simple term, what does that mean to you? So... I want you to know that I, I hadn't even thought of myself as like a quote unquote mentor until Maggie was like, hey, Ashley, do you want to come on this podcast? I was like, oh, oh, OK. Um, <laughs> so I, I started thinking about that a lot. Like what 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 is mentorship to me? Like, what does that look like? And um, I think that what it comes down to for me is like it's an investment of your time and in other individuals, people that you care about, that you want to see them grow and succeed in whatever it is they're doing. And, and I'm a manager of people, right? So I, I manage a lot of people, but just because I manage people doesn't mean you can be a mentor to all of those people. It doesn't mean that even you have to be a mentor to only the people you manage. So I've got all kinds of people that I keep in connection with and I make sure that I you know, take time to meet with them, find out what's going on in their lives, et cetera, at work, professional, personal, whatever it is. But I think it's just that investment of time uh, from somebody. Like that's what mentorship is to me. And, and Maggie, I guess you you singled out Ashley pretty quickly there. Like, what was your mindset in reaching out to her? Well, um, the the first thing that came to mind was the fact that she trained me. But then, like like my first month here, she she trained me and taught me how to be a project manager. But um, it was really more than that. The more that I thought about it, um, it's not just about her teaching me how to be a project manager. It was. The fact that I felt like at any point, no matter, like Ashley said, if, if she was, uh, if I was under her direct leadership or not, besides whatever project I was on, um, I felt very comfortable going to her and being like, Ashley, like, I don't know what to do. What would you do? Can you help me talk? Can you help talk me through this situation? Um, and not only would she answer my questions, but she always made me feel like, um, I was not bothering her <laughs> with those questions, um, which is a big difference. It feels like a small thing, but when you go to someone and they're just constantly like, oh, I'm really busy, but I'll try and help you, um, that doesn't really, you know, help. <laughs> but every time I would go to Ashley, even though I know she's one of the busiest people here um, in the company, she would be like, yeah, sure. Let me clear my calendar for you. She's done that several times for me. Um, let, let me clear a few things off my calendar and let me help you figure this out because this is really, really big for you and I want to help you through it. And um, those moments are the ones I won't forget and ones that I, um, I think really tell a lot about the kind of mentor that she is. So that's why. Thanks, Maggie. Mm -hmm. A lot of warm, fuzzy feelings here. Right now. Those uh, social distance hugs coming around. Air hugs. <laughs> Mohammed, what's, you know, 
I, I obviously strategically placed you at like the top of this pyramid, but give me your your perspective on do you consider yourself a mentor? To be very honest, I never think of myself as a mentor. I think it's it has to be very organic. I think it comes organically. Um, and, you know, I know there are a lot of formal programs that could exist out there for mentorship and stuff, but I've never really taken that approach to mentorship here at Softway for me personally or for our teams. I think it's best when it's organically delivered through genuine relationships and care and wanting to put the needs of others before yourself. And then you automatically are mentoring every possible moment. And, um, you know, you don't even think that you're mentoring, but you are. And that's the best form of mentorship in my mind. So, you know, professionally, we don't have a formal mentorship program inside of our company, but we do seek mentorship and or have mentees seeking, you know, mentors. And it just happens organically through relationships because of the culture of love and support that we have built at Softway. I find that really interesting. I I mean, I, I've already said very clearly that I consider you a, a mentor of mine. I guess we've n- I've never said it to your face, really, I guess not in those words, but I definitely, definitely do. And, and there's no question in my mind about it. I'm curious, do uh, Ashley, Maggie, do you guys also see Muhammad as a mentor in your lives? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I mean, like a- I, I'm like texting Muhammad, like, <laughs> hey, what do you think about this? Just randomly. That's a Muhammad. You're always accessible. I really appreciate that as well. Oh, thank you. As and, a mentor. And the thing okay. is, Jeff, you, you I want to I want to bring up this other dynamic is like you all are my mentor, too. I learn from you guys Ooh. every day. <laughs> and that's something that I think it's important to note is that mentorship is not one way. It is a two-way street. You, if you, you know, even from a seniority or experience level or hierarchical level, you might have a higher level. Uh, it doesn't matter uh, if you are genuinely going through this motions of mentorship, you are getting mentored just as much as you are mentoring. Mm. And having that attitude and mindset helps you keep growing because you you can never learn, not learn enough and not grow enough. And from my standpoint, being a CEO of the company, I actually look forward to learning all the time from everyone in the company. Everyone has something to offer and something to teach me. They may not realize that I'm learning in the process, but that's how I get my mentorship. That's how I I consider myself a mentee to everyone at Softway. I, a, a moment of vulnerability here for me is that, you know, I, I was kind of placed in leadership positions and management positions, you know, for a while I've been there. And it's kind of this understood job title role like a thing that i'm supposed to play that's a mentor to others and so here i am trying to very actively at times be that for other people because that's what's expected of me and i i mean maggie kind of struck a chord with me earlier when she was like oh you know ashley always made time for me and she doesn't say she's too busy and i feel like i did that to maggie like even when i was supposed to be one of her mentors you know and and so and i i kind of added i kind of had like a leading question for you there for everyone there when i said does anyone consider muhammad a mentor because i know for a fact that many many people in this organization consider muhammad a mentor and it's like this one-to-one relationship mentorship i don't know how you do it across so many different people because i struggle with even gaining like one at a time under like 
quote unquote my mentorship. And so there's this there's this strange conflict I'm having emotionally here where it's like, you know, you can try so hard. There's something, there's a secret ingredient here that's missing um, for me at least. Um, Ashley, I actually want to ask you because um, you were the first name that popped in my mind when we wanted to do a show on mentorship. And it's because I've, I've watched you for so long in the way that you, you help people and guide people, coach people, and, and not just how you act, but how people speak of you when they need help and the safety and the confidence they have in coming to you. Can you help me understand, is, is there like a right way to mentor and a wrong way to mentor? Like, how do you do it? What's your secret? Well, uh, you know, I have a lot of people in my life that work in these like corporate companies where they're, I'm assigned a mentor, you are a mentee of this individual. And Muhammad said, we don't have a program like that here. And, and I'd love that because that means that I can go off and mentor anybody if I wanted to, which again, I, I don't think of it that way, but like, oh, let me go help support this one. Let me, let me go help support this individual. So I, I was thinking about Maggie and I specifically, and I, I can like remember the moment that her and I like clicked as mentor mentee. And it was, we were having lunch and we were talking about a project and I had shared, um, a personal story about something I was going through at the time. I don't even remember what it was, but something pretty vulnerable. And that led her to share like an even more vulnerable story. And I was like, oh, like, okay, here we are. Here we go. We can talk about anything now, personal work, whatever it is, like it's all on the table. That's the kind of relationship we have. Um, and that like, like that was it. And I, I think that trust and that vulnerability that her and I built just from having that one conversation, it just kind of opened the door for any and all, because I think it's really an old mindset to say work is work and home is home because there's so many overlaps. There's so many things that like I can get mentally blocked at work because of maybe an argument I had with my spouse. Maybe like there's a leak in the bathroom that's causing me a lot of stress. Like, I don't know, but whatever I bring to work is infused with my home. And I think it's important that as a leader and as a mentor, you, you're able to acknowledge and bring forth that and have a space for those individuals to talk through and, and work through some of that stuff, even if it has nothing to do with your project or whatever it is you're working on. And I, I remember that very specifically too, Ashley, um, that lunch that we had. And, and I appreciated you being vulnerable first, because as someone who was newer to the company, I didn't know like how people reacted to like telling personal or vulnerable stories yet. Like I was still figuring that out, like the dynamic of, of teams here. Um, and so you opening up gave me like the green light to also open up and then um, it just kind of made our relationship stronger. So um, I think that was really key for us is you taking that first step. I think yeah. the answer there is trust is incredibly important for a really good mentor-mentee relationship. And most of the time, it needs to start start with the mentor being mm -hmm. vulnerable and helping build that kind of trust. Because for a mentee to get the most value from mentorship, they have to be able to confide their weaknesses or situations and problems and speak very openly without the fear of being judged or assume that you don't know what you're talking about. And you have to have an incredible high level of trust with your mentor. And 
that's why organically building mentor-mentee relationships is is probably more valuable than saying thou shall be your mentor. And even if you have that relationship or not, that's your mentor <laughs> and you need to learn from them is not always feasible. And I think organically having this relationship built um, through trust and genuine empathy and care for each other makes it a best environment for mentorship. Mohammed, I think the other piece, like even a layer deeper than that is like, like I'm not perfect. And the fact that we have a relationship of trust, like Maggie, I, I'm going to do my best to give you all the advice that I have with the information I have, but that doesn't mean that I'm not going to guide you wrong or make a mistake. And I think that that's important to note too, that we're all humans um, and we're bringing to the table the best intent for the situation or whatever it is. And then it's up to the mentee to kind of digest that information and take it and apply it with whatever perspective and, you know, whatever the, the actual situation needs. Yeah. Yeah. I would say when a mentor comes with this attitude that I am the mentor, I am above you, yeah. I am greater than you, and the ego comes in the way, that's I'm when you lose the value. Exactly. <laughs> that's when you lose the value of mentorship. I mean, it might get you so far, but it's really not a healthy environment if mentors are labeled as mentors and they feel superior or have this ego about themselves then that's the wrong way to even begin mentoring. So I agree with you. You have to start from a place of humility and be able to be vulnerable and say, you know, I don't know it all, but let me try to help you. Mm -hmm. And I would say the most valuable teaching moments I've had with Ashley were not when I came to her and said, I have no clue what to do. Tell me what to do. They were times when I said, this is where I'm leaning towards. This is kind of what I'm thinking. Can you talk me through it? Can you help me externally process this with someone who's been there before? Um, because that then one, like I'm kind of figuring it out alongside her, but also two, I learn a lot better because I was a part of the decision-making process and not just told this is how it's done. This is what you should do. And I think that plays into the like the difference between training and mentoring, like training, like, yes, go schedule that, do this, talk to this person. This is how you need to handle it. But like mentoring is, well, have you thought through, you know, X, Y and Z? And I'm, I'm sure we have an example here. Maggie, do you, can you think of anything that we could share? Um, the, the only thing that comes to mind was when I had never um, done a project plan before and I was under the leadership of someone else. She was the project manager. I was a project coordinator at the time and she had the project manager, Chelsea, she works with us still. She had to step away for a family emergency that week and we had to deliver this project plan that week. And I had never even seen a project plan before. I remember this. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, it wasn't just like a simple little like couple it was like hundreds and hundreds of lines on this project sheet project um plan sheet and I remember sitting there and I was like about to like gouge my eyes out and I finally was like Ashley can you please help me <laughs> and she sat down next to me she goes actually why don't you go sit at my desk I have more screens I think you need all these screens because you need to see all these different things so come sit at my desk I have the setup you need um start doing this and once you get to this point give me a call and I'll come walk you through the next part. And it was just a very like, and after that, I felt like I was a master at project plans because <laughs> you I, are a master. Myself, like she didn't, 
she didn't do it for me, but she very much came alongside me and helped me. And that was definitely one of those days where she cleared some meetings to, to help me because I was so in over my head and overwhelmed. But um, yeah, I, I feel like that was a really great learning experience for me. <laughs> so yeah. it sounds it sounds like um, from the perspective of being a mentor, there are these 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 values that we hold highly in our culture when it comes to trust, vulnerability, and these things that really help that mentor really bring that relationship to the level it needs to be. Um, as a listener, you know, I might be thinking, well, if I if I'm a if I'm someone looking for mentorship, I'm not like what steps do you guys think can be taken? Because we just said that the mentor has to be the one to kind of open that door and step in. So some people might be in environments where they might feel like they don't have that that opportunity to to seek that relationship. Where should they start? I would say that they should, you know, number one, you know, have open conversations with people that they look up to and would love to learn from if they're accessible and if they're willing to have that conversation. It does take courage to go up to someone and say, hey, listen, I'd love for you to mentor me and coach me. That would be the first opportunity option. But if that's not available, I would say that that shouldn't stop you from learning. That shouldn't stop you from getting mentored. Um, I personally have found ways to learn from other people without them even knowing it. I think you can be a mentee of people that you don't even interact with. Like I watch a whole bunch of uh, YouTube videos or TEDx talks or even football coaches giving a pep talk to their football team and I get inspired and motivated and I learn. And I try to, uh, you know, aspire those qualities or those skills and the, you know, the things that I observe in my day to day. So I, I want to make sure that we don't leave people thinking that mentorship has to be this, you know, one to one relationship and somebody has to really be there to guide you. I think what's going to make the best opportunity for growth for anyone is to try to look at everyone, try to find the the good qualities in every person you interact with or come encounter with, whether that's your customer, your your coworker, your contractor, partner, vendor, and always find opportunities to be observant and see, hey, what are they doing that I could take a learning from and and absorb all of those type of knowledge and information and skills and behaviors like a sponge and you are growing, uh, whether you're in a formal mentor-mentee relationship or not. So I think those are the options. If you want a formal relationship, go ask. If not, there's no stopping you from learning. I mean, there are lots of people out there you could learn from. I think too, like as a mentee, a big piece of that being successful is having that mindset of like, I want to learn, I want to grow, I want to put myself out there. And so seeking out opportunities for that, like you have to be willing to do that. If you're going to sit at your desk and, you know, work on a project plan and say, yeah, this is all I'll ever be. Like, I don't need anybody to help me. You're not going to get anywhere with, with anything. Right. So you've got to be willing to put yourself out there. Muhammad, like, I, one of the reasons I left my last company was because I was like, I'm not learning anything anymore. Like I am in a, like 
just the wheel keeps turning. I'm doing the same thing every day. I'm not learning anything. And here I feel like I'm always learning from everybody around me about every, any, any little thing. I'm reading articles. I'm checking out TED Talks, all kinds of things. Um, and I, I get so much like value out of that in my personal life because I feel like I'm always growing. Um, but if you don't think that way, then you're, you're never going to get there. You can't depend or rely on a mentor to take you on that journey if you're not willing to kind of go along with it too. Like it's two-way street, I would say. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting, Mo, that you said um, that you need to be a sponge because uh, <laughs> one of the first pieces of advice someone ever gave me at Softway was whenever Mo's in the room, become a sponge. Uh, <laughs> and that's because they saw the value in everything that you said because um, I think you're a mentor to way more people than you probably even know because your style of leadership is so that like, you don't just say, this is how we're doing it. This is what I want it to be done. You explain why you always explain why. And if we still don't understand, you give us the opportunity to ask questions. Um, and so in those even little teachable moments, I feel like I've been mentored by you and now I feel fortunate because we do have that one-on-one time sometimes now too. But when I first started, we didn't. Um, and I, I will never forget Chelsea, same person as before said, every time Mo walks in the room, you need to become a sponge. And I was like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> I remember um, Muhammad early on in my time at Softway, he, you were like, I need you to think more strategically. I need you to bring a more strategic mind to this project, whatever it was. And I was like, what does that even mean? Like, how am I supposed to do this? And so, and, and so it took some time and you're like, here, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? And I would go off and read and I come back and be like, that was a little better, but, but not quite. You could do it this way. And then obviously always leading by example, um, strategy is very important in business. And I feel like I've come quite a ways from my like first year here at Softway. So thank you for oh, that. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm getting, I'm getting flashbacks to our episode on empathetic leadership, which if mm-hmm. you haven't listened to go check that out, because it sounds like what I'm hearing is that like, there's this Empathetic leadership is this tie-in directly to how to how to mentor at, at the highest level. Because um, what I'm hearing is essentially that you know it's never like as a boss, here's how you should be doing and how you should be performing for me or getting these results. It's always been here's the why. I'm going to take the time to understand what you're also going through. I'm going to make sure that I'm never like just pointing fingers and blaming, but I'm also helping you get through it and dealing with these real issues together. And that's that's the feeling I get when we when you guys are describing strong mentorship around and it just this tie-in is just hitting me in the head right now. So. Yeah, I would I would agree with that, Jeff. Like having been in this business for seventeen plus years, um, working with people across different parts of the world, coming you know people come from different backgrounds, different educational experiences, different work related experiences, and everyone is at a different level. And when you need to mentor people from different levels and different backgrounds, as a mentor, you need to really understand where they are, what they're thinking, how, what drives them, what is their focus, what is their personal situation, and use that knowledge and empathy to be able to mentor them. And so one mentorship style does not work with everyone. Um, I have seen in my experience that how I work with someone 
out of India, a team member to try and get to them, get inspire them, motivate them and give them the guidance versus someone in the US who's a project manager versus, uh, you know, a creative. I You have to learn to shift your approach and be able to connect with them and speak at their level where they are and get them to grow from them and get the best out of them because everyone's at a different level. Uh, but your job as a mentor, which isn't even a job because if you're doing it, you're doing it for the right reasons, is that you will find that ability to connect with your mentee at a level that almost puts you like at the same wavelength and you're really telepathically like understanding where they are, what they're going through, why they're asking the questions, what is driving the questions, and you're able to like like guide them and coach them and give them the necessary next steps and i think that's when you know you have this like really strong connection mentor mentee relationship where it just becomes really speed uh, it's effective it's 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 it's, it's it's a magical feeling when you know you have that connection and you're able to like guide them yeah for sure so let's bring it home let's tie it back to love and business directly and i'll invite Ashley, again, sorry for picking on you. You're the guest. <laughs> but what what's the takeaway for listeners here? Like, what do they what do they take with this and go forth and and do? How do they how do they change from here? I think um, you know part of it is everyone's a mentee. You should have that mindset of a mentee at all times and take that forward into your everyday and the relationships, the people you meet, the content you absorb. Um, and then secondly, I would say like. Just because you're assigned as a mentor, maybe in a, a actual role as a mentor, that's not the only way you could be a mentor. You're probably a mentor to others and seeking that out um, and then investing trust and time into those relationships to help others around you be better and the best versions of themselves. Like, I love Maggie to pieces. Like, that's love, right? We would never be able to talk in the way we do if I didn't. And same with Muhammad. So I think building trust in your relationships, like that's your first step. Figure out how to have those moments and break open the relationships so that you can talk about anything at work or not at work. Oh, didn't know I was going to cry today. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maggie, Muhammad, any other um, kind of closing words for the for people out there? I think just as someone um, in the first several years of your career, like you need to look up to people that you that have qualities that you want to emulate one day, even if it's someone like Muhammad, who's years and years ahead of where you are in your career. Um, and, you know, one, either be a sponge if they don't have time to directly mentor you or two, ask them. Like I've recently I've asked Jeff to coach me, mentor me about certain things. Um, and that was Huge kind of nerve wracking. <laughs> <laughs> because everyone's busy. You never want to be like a burden on anyone. But um, every experience of when I've asked has been very positive and very refreshing and um, it's received well. So I think just taking that step and letting people know you want to grow and you want to learn um, goes a really long way. Yeah. And I, I would say that I love Maggie to more pieces than Ashley. <laughs> I don't I've know. Divided, I got a lot I've of divided. pieces here. I divided into many more fragments of Maggie, um, but that that relationship for me personally right now is something that I value a lot as well because I've grown so much through that. And you know, 
we talked about how I, I learn from you every day, Maggie, um, arguably more. And so, yeah, I 100% agree. I'm glad you asked. And I don't know why I didn't offer that up in the first place. So this, this is really, really great. All right. Well, I really appreciate you guys having this conversation. I thought it was awesome. I got some things I want to go go forth and do. I think from the audience perspective, you know, I, I think it's a really good moment to think about who you currently consider a mentor or a mentee in your life and kind of look at it from a different angle, right? Like turn, you know, kind of look in the mirror a little bit and see, you know, is that really all it can be? Or am I doing it for the right reasons? Or what does that relationship mean to me? And is there somewhere where we can add that love to really level it up, right? And I think that's something really important for all of us to do and obviously important to us here at Love is a Business Strategy. So um, hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. We post new episodes every Tuesday. And if there's a business topic or anything you'd like us to cover, please let us know at softway.com slash labs, which is L-A-A-B-S. If you like what you heard, also, please leave us a review or subscribe. Apple, Spotify, it mean a lot to us. And we will see you all next week. Bye.